Alright everybody, welcome to the Cantina MX Podcast. This is Albert Kampa, I'll be hosting you guys. As we discuss Liga MX, Mexican soccer, I'm here with Joel. How's it going, Joel, on a Friday morning? Greetings, chickies. I'm doing good. Despite all the chihuahuas, madre, that's going on, uh, I'm still keeping some hope that they will not miss Liguilla for the fifth consecutive season, uh, even though it's the odds are in the GOAT's favor. Ah, they're in their favor. So fifth consecutive season. Thomas Boy has been coaching for five seasons. <laughs> but wait, not not in their favor. I mean, against them. You know? Against not, them. Not in their favor. Oh uh, yeah. <clears throat> They're currently in fifteenth spot. Yes. Thomas is gone. He packed up his maletas and he left. Uh, it, it seems they haven't. He hasn't really talked yet to give his explanation of what happened. Uh, so who knows? Who knows what was going on there? Yeah. That's... Yeah, so the Chivas talk, uh, we had a double, double jornada. So games had just, uh, were just completed um, on Tuesday, Wednesday. And I think there was one last night, uh, San Luis played Toluca. So I guess we can go over some of the, the initial highlights of, uh, actually, let me see. Well, let's talk Chivas, I guess. Let's talk Chivas. Well, well now you left me wondering, did, did Toluca win? Cause, uh, yeah, Toluca won that game, 3-1. to one. Yes. See, I, I, I was expecting Bigotes to, to be next on the chopping block. Just because how bad the team has been doing. But, but like, I, I, w- I was thinking he would have gotten fired before, um, before Boy. But, but we also mentioned it here and we talked about this with John. And the one thing about Toluca is that they never really seem like to rush things out like that. Like, if it's going bad, they'll give a coach plenty of time. You know, they'll give him enough time to try to, revert things, try to improve sort of what Pachuca did as well. They they do this they do this most often than not as well. They did it with um with Palermo who if you see their I think their four or five games of the season they were pretty bad. But they've since managed to jump back and it was it was their forty two win over Chivas that caused boy his post. Yeah, I think uh, Bigotes has uh, has that Argentinian clout to his advantage. That's well, what I was telling. But... I was telling some no, guys. No, there's that. There's that because there, there's yeah. that too. But there are clubs that that they they just they work. They allow they allow uh, the coach the coach more time, uh, and then there are some clubs that they have like. You know they don't have enough patience, or they could lose confidence right away. We heard—I don't know if you heard—it was Turco. He had—he was on 
spicy soccer a few nights ago, and he was talking about how if he came back to Liga MX, he wanted to be with a club that, you know, that they'll give you that confidence. He's, he said, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to hear talk that they want to sack me five games into the season. And he said how at Monterrey, he was allowed to work and how much, how much confidence they gave him for that. Yeah. And that's a rare, I guess that's a rare thing at Mexican clubs these days. There are the few teams, though, I guess, that have that. Uh, Tigres is a good what? example with Pachuca. Cruz Azul. With the, well, Cruz Azul, they, they just got rid of their they coach. Held on, no, they, they, they gave enough time. Like They they held on to Paco Jemez, you know, gave him his two seasons. Uh, Carcinia as well, he was into his third. So they, they that's, that's more than... Then what? Not even a full season. Uh, how many did Boy get? Boy had the last four games, and then he had what, like ten? Ten this season? Yeah, ten. So he had fourteen games total. Only four games. This is what I want to talk about uh, right now about about Boy, where he made a mistake. In joining Chivas was he should have never came in with four games left. That was especially with how the team had been in a downward spiral. You know they were doing bad. They were having all these problems, and there was still a slight chance he could get into Liguilla. And he's like he jumped into that burning dumpster fire. And he, to me that was that was where. You know, it was it was the beginning of the end. They let him. They let him go on a little bit, though. They let well, him. But, like they were calling for his head, he, even after, like even after the end of the season. They're like, okay, um, he got us through the end of yeah. the rest of the season, so let it, let's get another one in. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the Chivas, because I think Chi Hermanos, they sort of like. I don't know, man, their expectations. I don't know where they get them from. It feels like almost like they're not paying attention to the team. And the team has shown to be a certain way. Uh, they have rarely brought in a top-tier coach. I can't remember the last time that she was brought in a coach that was the top of his game. The closest we get is, um, I'm going to say Chepo, and I know everyone's going to disagree. <laughs> but, and, and I don't even... I don't even mean the first time he came in, because the first time he came in, you know, he hadn't coached before. That was, that was, he was, he had just been an assistant to La Puente. Second time he came in was, um, it was after the whole Selección debacle. But he had a pretty good, you know, if you look at like his titles one, he had three league titles under his belt. He had, um, a gold cup. So, I mean, he had some, you know, his vitrina was shiny. This is a guy that hadn't, not like, for example, Tena, he hasn't won anything in years. His last, uh, his last, and Tena, Luis, Luis Tena, Luis Fernando Tena, he's, he's, she was new coach. And yeah. I'm thinking he's doing the same mistake 
as boy taking over the team right now. But I'll get to that in a bit. So, I mean, just, just going off of, like, bringing in a coach that has achieved stuff, it, they just haven't. They haven't brought anyone in. I I really kind of top of my head think of, like, man, this guy's on fire, and they brought him in. Uh, Mati, he had only one in second division. In, in, in Argentina second division, he had that one title with, uh, I don't know if he won it or he just got promoted. But he had not done anything in in Argentine first. He had like three seasons. Uh, he got kicked out midway through one with River Plate, and then with Banfield, he finished uh, finished like mid table. And then he was like in mid table again when he when he decided to quit. Uh, but yeah, so they never brought to, to expect someone to come in. It's sort of like, where are you getting this from, man? Odds are we're getting a coach with little experience or one that has been in the outs for a long time, which brings us to Tena. And kind of for me, is kind of the same mistake as Boy. So, um, and, and this is what Boy did because he comes in four games. You have four games to try to achieve something. He didn't. Fans were like, okay, well, you know, get out of here. And But then Chivas didn't really have anyone else to go to. But but I think uh, what made it worse for Boy was the preseason. It was set up long before Boy came in, and she was had the brilliant idea to do a preseason against, you know, they had the Gigantes Cup and the the international. I think it was called International Champions League or something like that. But it was all these teams that are just stronger than Chivas. You know, I I don't know what they were. Aside of the money, it's like. It was just dumb to do that. And and so you go from that fracaso, that four-game limited window fracaso, into a preseason where you're traveling all over the place and getting your ass handed to you by these traditionally stronger teams. And so, yeah, by the time the league starts, no one has faith in boy. Even before. I was looking at the coaching lists. Uh, La Volpe coached Chivas in 2014. Yeah, but I'm saying that you're coming out of a hot streak. La Volpe hasn't won anything. Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah, he was, you could maybe say, at top of his game over 10 years ago. After the Selección, you know, around that time, because... He took over this good Toluca team, and and he was the architect behind that Cardoso magnificent run when he went on to score about 30 goals uh, in the season, including Liguilla. Uh, So he was the guy that, you know, made those modifications, and he didn't get the league title because he left. He left the team for the national team. He should have stayed. I don't know why he didn't just stay. He would have had that Toluca league to his name. Ah, uh, but that was a that was around what two thousand with the Toluca two thousand two two thousand three, and then he plays the the World Cup two thousand six, and then he goes on to Argentina with with Boca and he spectacularly crashes that team. <laughs> that yeah. one was another campeonato that was just right there. I think they only needed to tie like three games out of like ten or something like that, and they ended up it, it was bad. He's hated, man. He can't show up. He can't show his face in La Boca 
He's going to have kids. They and, took his RG credit card, man. Huh? He's going to have kids and grandkids playing for the Mexican national team. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. His, his, uh, he's, he's established. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's not going back there. And then he was with Vélez Sarsfield, and he didn't go too well for him there either. Since then, he hasn't really done much. You know, that you're like, like the way that Mati did recently when he won all those titles or has the consistency of like, uh, you know, Reimidas, who's at Querétaro right now, Pusetich, you know, who they win every so often, they'll win something. But, so you get that confidence. Same with like uh, Piojo, he gets a lot of hate, but he has plenty of titles. Same as Tolu- uh, Toluca, Tuca. We don't, we, we, it's just Chivas, man. Sorry, gents. You're not getting that coach. It might be a long time till you do land someone, but that's, that's where, you know, Chivas keeps making the same mistake. Like you have four games left. At least let Cardoxo finish it out. And then people will see that at least he got two full seasons with the team. You know, he was given a proper chance. Well, there's a, one of the reasons that, uh, I think the problem is, um, was, uh, explained by, I think it was on Picante, Alvaro Morales. He was saying that Chivas is, or, or maybe it was Huerta. I got the clip. He was saying that, uh, Chivas is still paying for three previous coaches. He's still paying, they're still paying for Almeida and, uh, Cardoxo. Yeah, Cardoso. Well, that's the three previous ones. It will be Cardoso, Almeida, Cardoso, now Boy. You go one back before Almeida, you had Chepo, and they owed him money too. She was going into that draft, and it's like, hey, they haven't paid this guy. If he makes a fuss to the committee, Chivas won't be allowed to buy players. And that's the thing with, at least with, um, with Chepo, what he did was when he was at Chivas, he knew just how volatile, um, Vergara was. So they're like, if I sign with Chivas, I'm getting a three, three to four year contract. And if you fire me, you, you still gotta pay me. And that's what happened. And same happened with Mati when they extended his contract. I think they gave him like a four year or something like that. So when they fired him, they still owed him three years. Oh, yeah. I don't think Cardoxo and Boy had contracts that long. So, but but I'm I'm sure they're still paying. <laughs> Your checks in the mail, dude. Jeez. So yeah, he's having to get a getting a double paycheck, pretty much, man. He was suspended at well, San yeah, Jose at the San Jose you game we were at. To. Yes, Mati. You went to visit Mati. Well, he was suspended, so he wasn't on the on the bench. And I don't know oh. if he was like around in the stadium or in some hidden room watching. You but, missed uh, this aura. Yeah, they had a they had an odd occurrence after the game. Waiting, we were waiting for uh, to get into the locker room to interview the players, but the coaching staff. Uh, said that the players, you know, that, that uh, I don't know if it was Mati or the coach hasn't spoken with the team yet, 
so that no one no one was allowed to uh, to talk. Or yeah, know. I'm sure Mati was there. If it's if it's a home game, I'm pretty sure he was there. And if they had to travel, I'm sure he would have traveled too. Just because I believe uh, Saint Joe, they hit they hit like a slump, and I think they were in danger of missing out. And then they just started winning. Again. Yeah, so we weren't allowed to get interviews with the players, which is was the first time that that's ever happened in uh in San Jose. And a lot of people were complaining. It seemed to be because the coaches wouldn't, because uh, Almeida hasn't talked to the team. He was taking his time. Or <clears throat> I don't know what was going on. But yeah, Almeida getting two paychecks. Chivas can't, uh, they can't, I don't think they can bring in like huge, huge names. No, I mean, that's, that's the seriousness there. How are you going to trust a directiva? So think about it, a serious coach coming in and the preseason's already planned out for you. And, and you know, what normally what Liga MX teams do when they're trying to form a group, when you're starting, when let's say some, some guy came in and we're going to start this proceso and, and you know, we're going to, they usually go, they usually go to like, I think it's Cancun or Acapulco, you know, they rent the space yeah. and they're just there for like two weeks, just training and they all live there and uh, they'll schedule usually some amistosos against some third, second division team, you know, and, yeah. but that's just to get the rust out, you know, you're, you're just cause, just cause you play Barca and you get your ass beat doesn't mean that's going to make you better. <laughs> that was the one thing I agree with that. I was like, Hey man, you, just cause you whooped your ass doesn't mean you're going to improve from that. Uh, I know the saying you learn, but when you're building a team, when, when you're, when you're just starting, then one of the main things is confidence. You want to start building confidence in the players. And it's going to be very difficult, especially a broken team, the way Chivas was very broken, to get that confidence going if you're getting whooped every other game because they, they put these really strong opponents against you. Yeah. I don't, I don't have too much of a so, problem with that. So, yeah, so I think that that was just boy had it. He was just going up up a hill, you know, push that burning dumpster up the hill, and he was just never gonna get there, man. The higher the higher he got, the heavier it got. Uh, but I, I just want to say, uh, they re- so they replaced him with Dena, and and sort of like the bad news already, you know as. He just got hired and it's already bad news coming out. Which, who knows, it might be good, but this guy is Carlos Hurtado. He's one of the promoters. And he was one of the guys behind Cruz Azul for many years. I don't know if he's still there because that was the whole coup to kick out, <laughs> to kick out Pelayas. He, he was going around the promoters and I guess they didn't, they didn't like that. Uh, but so they, they uh, Joserra, Joserra tweeted it out that he, that they, that, um, then I was spotted having dinner with Hurtado, like right the night before the Chivas announcement. So that, that would mean that for next season, a lot of the players would, if, you know, if there's truth to that, that they would be pretty much, they kind of sold the team to that guy. 
because he because he he he's the guy that ends up being in charge of like I'm gonna bring you this players and this coach and whatnot. Wait, wait, wait. Explain who Carlos Hurtado is. He's a promoter. He's been linked to Liga MX teams for a long time, and he's he could make or break a team. Did you because see that? He, if he has control over your coach and players, he could just he could just have them tank the team. Funny because they did. If anybody seen Club de Cuervos, <laughs> they, they had a similar storyline. Did you see the uh, yeah. comunicado oficial that came out from Chivas? I know. It just came. Uh, but they're denying it already. They're, it just came uh, out. Denying it. Yeah, they're saying. Uh, let me see. Chivas toma conocimiento de algunas versiones periodistas que circulan a partir de la designación de Tena, insinuando que la contratación se debe a amiguismo e intereses extra por profesionales. En Chivas <laughs> hemos actuado como en nuestra costumbre con los estándares de éticos legales más altos y todos procesos, bla, bla, bla. El, contra, uh, el contacto, negociación, fue realizada de manera directa, sin intermediarios ni promotores. So they're, yeah, they're saying that they brought him in legit. There's no other interests um, attributed to, to what they did. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they're going to deny it. They're going to deny it, especially because he's, you know, uh, they just, he just has like a bad, you know, reputation. So, Chiba's already st starting out rocky with uh, Dena, and then they have the... Uh, they have coming up the uh, Super Clásico at Azteca with a struggling America. I don't know if you want to, if you're... No, but you know, the, the, the thing about Hurtado, he could bring you players because he has that that reach. But he's, he's sort of like a vampire. I mean... I, I, you know, with, with, um, when you had, uh, Higuera, when Higuera had taken over Chivas, he was doing most of his business with Grupo Pachuca. And Grupo Pachuca, they, they took him on a ride, man. That, Chivas paid way more than they should have on, on players and whatnot. And I, I, probably that went away. These guys didn't know what to do, you know. Because last season, um, well, the start of this season, I should say, they couldn't get any players. They all had to come, you know, on the lost and found bin. Like, <laughs> who can we get for free? It's just they weren't able to attract anyone. And, uh, you know, and we have to say, okay, why is that? Well, because a lot of these teams and promoters and whatnot are connected. So, for example, Chivas is having problems with Televisa over TV deals, especially in the U.S., still going on. Chivas would rather show their games for free. So 
what's Televisa gonna do? We're we're gonna, you know, they did send them um, they did send them uh, Oribe Cartucho Quemado, but that happened. That happened with um, when when Higuera was there. Higuera was the one that was trying to negotiate, and and she was kicked out. Higuera, you know, and and I do think that was a big reason. It's the whole TV deals going on, and so so if if America wants, they're like, okay, well we're gonna close. We're just gonna put the call for, you know, they're gonna put you on the burn book, and and. All of the connects are gonna unfriend you, you know. And so, so, and the same with Grupo Pachuca. And so, now you have like less teams to where you could like get players from. So that that could be a big reason they just ran to Hurtado, man. Because Chivas is coming into some money, and I know he smelt that. He smelt it from a mile away. He's like, I'm gonna get into that sweet. I'm gonna get my hands into some of that moolah. Yeah, and talking about players, that's something that they like more so than a coach. Like everyone complains about coaches and and blames the coach and wants to get rid of coaches when it's actually the players and that, that either win or lose games or or turn out results. Especially in this Pachuca game, where the last. Three, I think three of the four goals. Well, one of them was a penalty. The other three goals were pretty much huge. Two of them were huge errors by by Chivas' defense. One of them was was a guy just sitting around watching. So there are three errors on part of the defense for Chivas, where they pretty much lost that game for Pachuca. They need a they need a better defense. Yeah. What's his name got exposed? Oh, uh, Villalpando well, got exposed pretty bad. Even Gudinho made a huge error. And then Ponce, I think, was just ball watching one time for a, a guy cut in in front of him, got the header. I guess you could say, like, uh, towards the end of that game, uh, Chivos was pushing up too much. They were trying to get the trying to get the win. And uh, and then Pachuca just countered them, and they were, you know, they weren't, they didn't have numbers at all. Their, their defensive guys were were pushing up too much. They only left one or two guys back for to cover the defense, and and they got exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look what what we have now with Dena coming in. It's it's, and I mentioned earlier how. It's it's to me it feels like the same mistake Boyd did, and and that's that's because you come into the situation where it's like difficult to succeed. And so basically, he's starting off against America, and if you lose that classical already, the fans and and perhaps players start, you know, you you start with like low confidence in you as being someone that could turn things around. So, I mean, Tuchivas has, what, eight games left in the season. Uh, and out of those eight, they need to win five in order to qualify because you need about 26 points. Chivas has, what, 11? Chiquis, do you have the... Yeah. Chivas has, uh, yeah. 
11 points. So they would need 15 more to do 26, because that's, that's usually the magic number. You score 26 points, you're in Liguilla. And uh, that's, that's a high win rate. <laughs> and some of the rivals coming in, uh, they're playing Pumas and then they're playing Monterrey, which are just, you know, they, they could be just as difficult. Not, none of those games won't be easy. So you're saying they need they need five uh five wins? Five wins. Yeah. Okay. Five wins. Hold on, I'll show you who they play. So they play America, then they play Pumas, then they then they play Monterrey, then Tijuana. They should win Luca. Or actually Juarez, uh, they play Juarez. And then Querétaro, which is you know, right now they're they've been really good. They're tough, yeah. They're King Midas. And then they close out against Veracruz. But it wouldn't even matter, you know. <laughs> but last, if, if they didn't win, if they don't have four wins by the time they reach the Veracruz game, it won't matter. It won't matter what they do. They would have already been eliminated. So, I mean, you you start off the next season already with a fracaso. And uh, you, you don't really want that with the coach that just came in. Uh, he should have just put like if they really didn't want boy, put an interino and have them do what, what um what Tena wants, you know. He could just be in the background, pulling the strings. So you're saying five wins to get Liga. Yep. All right, I have a a comment. <laughs> I'm uh, sort of doing live tweeting. Got some response that I I tweeted something from the Cantina account saying pretty much a quote, <laughs> and you could correct this quote that I that I did for you. I said Chivas hasn't brought in a top tier coach in a long time. I just tweeted that out um, without yeah. context or anything like that. And uh, one of the one of the Chi hermanos uh, replied, "These are the lies being spread on Cantina." Shake my head. <laughs> So if you want to provide a, well, I think we Call talked him about. Out. Ask we, him who then. Ask him. Look, all right. the last probably one of the last uh, that you could say was like a top coach was Leo Binhacker. Okay. Leo Binhacker when he came in, and even when he came in, he wasn't at the top of his game. But you know, he had coached Real Madrid and other big clubs, and he was a big name. After him came Tuca. Tuca was just getting a start. So when, when you see the long list, especially under Vergara, there's there's no one really that you could say, man, this dude's coming in and he's regarded. Like top tier to me right now is if they were able to bring in Muñeco Gallardo. That's a top coach right now, you know? If they were able to get a coach that highly sought after, a lot of teams want him. Uh, they're just not, it's not going to happen. They, they just haven't done that. Um, La Volpe, come on, he's he's a known coach, but he's not at the top of his game. He's been at all these rinky-dink clubs. He can't even, you know, look look how much he's struggling right now. This is not to talk shit. <laughs> he's done a lot, you know, but but we're talking about coaches that, you know, they're, they're, if they're a restaurant, there's a line, there's a line around the corner to get in. This is this is the club where they're giving you like 
free tickets to go in because nobody's there. It's like, hey, here. They give you like up to five tickets. Just come in, man. All right, I'm going to reply with some context and ask him to give us a name. Yeah, tell him which doctor has come to Chivas. I, dude, if you say name three, he's not going to be able to do it. <laughs> three in the last 20 years. Give me three top coaches that came to Chivas in the last 20 years. Chivas, Vergara has had the team for 16 years. And in 16 years, they've changed coach 27 times. Uh, 20, even though it's 27 times, five five people uh, repeat it. Like Hans, Hans coached it twice. Um, Guero Real. Uh, uh, Chapel. They have a few guys that have, you know, I think Galindo, Galindo as well, El Profe. And, and you know, like even Hans, when you can say, Hans didn't come in as a coach. He came in as a, as a, um, he wasn't a coach when he came to Chivas. He was working with youth. He, like, if you look at his track record, like, like, if, like, say, like, oh, was he at PSV or was he at Vitesse? And, had he won anything? Not really. What his strength was in, in youth development, which which is what he kind of still does. So even though he, he ended up doing well, that doesn't mean he was, uh, you know, a top-tier coach. More like known, known as. You know what I mean? Same with Mati. He, Mati came from playing second. Like, that was his best was second division. And he ended up, he ended up doing really good in Max, but he wasn't doing nowhere near as good. Argentina when he came not not first division Argentina so he was with Banfield yeah for two years before going to Chivas yeah and they finished mid-table they were like at and I think by this point Argentina had Argentina already gone up to 30 teams so imagine mid-table <laughs> <laughs> and they brought all these rinky-dink teams from from, you know, from Segunda B. There a bunch of teams that suck. Hold on. He, okay, so let's, I'm looking at his career. He was 18 months at River, uh, winning the, the Primera B. 18, 18, yeah, but he did the majority of that in was, second division. He was in second, but he won the Primera B. He earned promotion. Okay. Yeah. Banfield. Uh, oh, jeez. Okay. Signed with Banfield in the second division again. He won the league title once again and then subsequently promoted. So he's like the promotion king. He takes two teams, promotes them from second division to first, and then he goes to Guadalajara. So that's his, uh, I guess that's his clout coming into Chivas. Well, yeah, which wasn't much clout. I mean, it's, 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 you know, with all due respect, second division, especially River, I mean, winning. Dude, come on, winning, winning the second bay where River played, you know, it's it's like it's like winning second it's like, division. In it's like Spain winning Copa Max with Chivas. With, <laughs> huh? it's no, like, no, it's, it's like if you're even like Juventus when they fell to second place. I mean, this was River played. It's one of the biggest teams, and and even with the squad they had, they were just the strongest. I mean, that was pan comido, man. It's no way River was gonna be stuck in second division. That was just a big reason why they just let him have because he and you could see in the interviews where he 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 was with River Plate as a player when they got relegated. So when they got relegated, he told the directiva, "Let me coach him to first." 
And I guess it's like, okay, they could save some shekels. Go right ahead, take it over. But once they were in second, they didn't. They just didn't have that much confidence in him, uh, and he only played about half, half a torneo. So second, second division clout coming in. All right, so I think uh, I think it, it's sort of possible that Chivas could get those five wins. I see I see two or three wins that are for sure, or not for sure, but two wins for sure, and then three that are very very possible. The fourth and the fifth wins are going to be a little bit maybe four. Well, maybe Toluca could be a fourth win. Toluca, if they if they keep on struggling, that could be a. Yeah. It's in the infierno, well, though. So. <laughs> I think if you could, if, if they could, if they could beat, if Chivas could beat Ame, that would be the good, the big push. Uh, but if they failed, if they were to lose pretty bad, um, that would definitely not go so, okay. And then the other thing is, Tena's mostly known for being defensive coach. It's more of a defensive-minded coach. I think that would be good. Uh, is more conservative that they'll lose. <laughs> they they might get ties and stuff, but maybe they won't lose the games that they no. like. That Pachuca game should not no. have been. That should not have been a loss. That should have been a tie at least. I'm a, I'm gonna reply to that guy, Chiquis. All right, man. Do you want me to while you're distracted a little? Do you want to head over and talk a little bit of uh, league play? The rest of the league results from the mid of the middle of the week. Ah, uh, yes, sir. We we should moving on from the whole. Okay. I guess we can just. I don't know if you want to go over all of them, but uh, some main highlights from the from the mid. Hey, I don't see. I don't see the. Um, I don't see the. Com- Oh, he he replied to, or he uh, he quote tweeted the. Uh, Wait, did he do his homework and realize it's true, and deleted his comment? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's still there. He quote tweeted. It's uh, you already know. Uh, what's his name? You already know. Wait. That's his. That's his username. Is you already know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was his reply to. No, he hasn't replied yet. I don't think he's replied to. Uh, it's the top, his his name is top three middle winger all time, but his username is you already know. I don't know if he's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I, I know top three middle winger. Yeah. Yeah, he he quote tweeted it though, so it's not going to be like a reply to the cantina. He quote tweeted it, so you have to go on his timeline or something. But yeah, I replied to him asking to give us a name and see if he says something. But uh, so yeah, the. I guess the main highlights for me for the league were going. Uh, I mean, that Chivas game. I was in a Mexican restaurant eating some some dinner, watching the Chivas game on the TV, and uh, it was it was uh, pretty embarrassing. The cooks and stuff they were cheering when Chivas scored that second goal. They started cheering and yelling, and then it all went downhill after that. So, hooting and hollering. Um. Yeah. <laughs> They're cooking me some uh, yeah, some uh, camarones a la diabla. This this is uh, I believe this is Rigo's brother. 
and uh, from the Chivas del Chivas of the North. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I think because sometimes the, some of the people that we consider good coaches, but if we think about it, they just weren't at the time. And I'm, again, I'm gonna say like Hans Westerhoff, Mati, some of these guys, they weren't. They ended up doing good. Yeah, no doubt. And and I don't, I don't. Um, I'm not saying that you have to be. Because you never know. It's subjective. had not coached and he ended up doing really good in league. One league, Chivas, and he would always take him to semis. Two with Toluca. So, man, you never know. You you, you get this new coach or young coach and you kind of end up doing really good. Tivoldi is another example. He already has two cups to his name, one league and the recent one that they beat Tigres. And I know he just came into that, but I mean to beat Tigres uh, and Tuca, it's 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 telling of, of his capacity. Yeah, so Tigres lost to uh, Puebla. That's what you're talking about. Huh? No, no, to Cruz Azul for the league, oh. the league's cup. John oh, was there. Cup. If they lost to Puebla recently, it's because yeah, they're, so the, so yeah, they're, the they're still hurt. They're still hurting from that beatdown. Huh? Yeah, they're they're struggling. They they had a midweek uh, game at home in Monterrey, and they lost to Puebla. They did. There's a midweek. Well, it was something we talk about here, too, that uh, how much teams struggle with mid midweek. Once you play a midweek, once you play a game, like if they have to play two games in one week, those teams usually end up, you know, having a hard time. Yeah, that was towards the end of the game. 82nd minute. Tigres loses uh, a, a pretty good matchup between some top unsuspected teams happened also. Uh, Querétaro faced Necaxa. So these guys yeah. are at the top of the table, or have been for, for quite a while. And Necaxa uh, pulls that one out 2-1 to one against... Uh, against King Midas, so that's a impressive win for for uh, for Nicaxa. They have uh, I think we saw the what do you call it? The goal scoring table. Uh, two of Nicaxa's players are out there, Quiroga and uh, Maxi. Who Quiroga scored one goal, and then uh, Noya scored the other one for for Nakaxa. So between those two teams, Nakaxa has the seems to have the edge, and then in the uh, and Nakaxa's in second place. They take over. Uh, Querétaro was up there, but uh, Nakaxa maintains. Santos is in first still. Uh, other results, Leon ties Atlas, uh, the whipping the whipping boy in Veracruz loses uh, 5-0 to, uh, to Santos. Uh, out of all the beatdowns that Veracruz has had, that was like probably the second best. I believe it was Necaxa who beat them 7-0. So... Uh, I tweeted earlier that uh, 
couple of the player, two of the players from Necaxa, two of the players from Santos are in the top goal scorers leaderboard, uh, partly, and I won't say wholly, but partly because of their opponent being Veracruz. Necaxa beat 7-0 Veracruz, and Santos got five goals on them. Humiliating loss for America as they faced Juarez. That was actually a goal by America to barely get the win on the 86th minute. So not too good, uh, not not looking good for America going into the Super Classico. Chivas, uh, of course, is having their struggles that are probably even worse. But uh, it, I think it's going to be even a good, uh, pretty close game, as they as they usually all are. It's not a very uh, out-there out type of prediction, but two teams that are not playing very well, that are having troubles. America has had troubles with injuries and stuff like that, but uh, Chivas with their typical problems, coaching problems. We'll see what Tena can do. Uh, Monterrey and Cruz Azul, they tied 1-1. Cholos beat Monarcas and Toluca beat San Luis. So pretty much we're looking at the league table with Santos up top, Necaxa, then León, Querétaro. León has been quiet. They've been like a surprising sort of team, uh, a quiet team. But they're still maintaining that that position, and they have two two players, Macias and Mena, who are uh, top goal scorers in the league as well. Um, so they're 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 producing and they're getting results enough to be in third place. Uh, Querétaro with the loss goes down to fourth. América with the tie goes to fifth. Uh, Morelia is up there also. They're sort of in a a quiet team in sixth place. Monterrey has, with their stacked lineup, uh, in seventh. So they're sort of underperforming. And then we have Pachuca, Pachuca in eighth place to close out the Liguilla rankings as of now. So as of now, Pumas, Tigres, Chivas, uh, three of the bigger clubs. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been a bit of a surprising, uh, you know, like like normally you would not expect these teams to be top four. Santos Laguna, or even though Santos Laguna is very consistent, uh, it's just not since it's not considered top four, top five. So you have them in first, and then they have uh, Necaxa, León, and Querétaro, and and these are teams that you know people wouldn't think of when when if you had to tell them who's gonna lead the league um obviously they would have like because if we look at the strongest squads the most expensive squads and it's uh tigres monterrey and cruz azul and these teams are tigres in ninth uh where is monterrey monterrey in seventh and cruz azul in 14th so these are teams that should definitely be up there i still think they will end up up there in, in top eight top five even as we still have plenty of games to go but it's it's thrown off like like I guess a lot of predictions and America is in fifth 
So, and, and it's, it's kind of impressive because they've managed to hold on even though they've had, you know, they lost players and there's been lesiones and whatnot. So it's, it's, it's that they managed to, to still stay there. It's, it's pretty, you know, it's commendable, I'm gonna say. You know, I'm expected to talk smack. Uh, but they're in fifth, man. I really can't, you know, there's really, I can't say against them right now. Uh, Monarcas, too, they seem to have snuck up there, man. They're in six, which is another team that, one of those teams that didn't make much noise and, and they're fighting Liguilla. They're fighting Liguilla and what's going to make the, uh, I'm going to say what's going to make difficult the the qualification is yeah because you have some of these teams that like i think tijuana is, is stronger than they're showing they're in 13th place same with cruz azul 14th i think these teams are gonna come in and complicate things even even pumas in 10th i think we're gonna have a very hotly disputed battle for the probably from six to Eighth spots, I think they're gonna be, they're gonna be in upper grabs. I'm gonna predict already. Do you see any of the grandes? Do you see any of the the traditionally strong teams being left out, chiquis? Like Monterrey, crashing out. Uh, I could see. Well, one, well, let me before I answer that, let me predict. Uh, let me predict one. Uh, Inclusion. I think Pumas is going to make Liguilla, and not not because I'm a Pumas fan or anything, or because I think they're really awesome. <laughs> but looking at their schedule, uh, they have some pretty feasible teams to go up against to get uh, some good results. They have Atlas, Puebla, Juarez, and then Pachuca to end the to end the season. Pachuca's going to be tough, but those three other games are going to be pretty feasible. Um, so I think I think Pumas makes it. Uh, I'd have to look at the schedule of all these. Like Cruz Azul, I want to say Cruz Azul might might drop out, man. I think that I think they're not going to make it. I just look oh. at the schedule. I think Cruz Azul is not going to make it, and then who was the other I two? I think Cruz Azul. Well, let's because see, I have at the start of the season, I I I put them as favorites to win, Chiquis. Oh shit! <laughs> and, uh, I did, I did, and. Uh, here, let's see what they got a tough schedule, I think. Well, let's see what their schedule is. They're gonna go. They're gonna. They're gonna face the Tuzos, you know. And I think they're inflados. The game is tomorrow. I think Siboldi's gonna smack Palermo, put him in his place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they got this big match, which you know. It's it's their coco usually, and yeah. that's the Clásico Capitalino, man, the <laughs> Mexico City Derby, and, and so let's see what happens there. Then they host Monarcas, then they play Tigres. Yeah, their schedule is tough, man. Then they play León. Uh, then Santos, híjole, followed by Sa- Yup, every game is a tough fight. Man, they're they're yep. It's like a bar fight and they're surrounded. Probably holding the chair. If they <laughs> bring it though, man. Tough. If but, they bring it and see But imagine 
Imagine if he makes it to Liguilla with They're, that schedule. Yeah. Watch out, yo. They'll be running on all cylinders, man. But yeah, they would. They're definitely gonna have to. But the team is there, man. The, the, they have all the players. They have the talent. Uh, the one surprising thing is the other guy I talked, I, I praised. Ball hasn't been playing. I think he hasn't played in the last two games. I don't know what's going on there. I tried to look for him, but I couldn't find anything. I don't know if Sivoldi just doesn't like him. I don't know what's going on there. They might they might have been like, hey, let's just get rid of him, you know? Sell him for next season. We can't have him looking good. <laughs> that's uh that's surprising because that guy has some good talent. Um he might not be just But but you know, I, I hope I'm wrong because he he was a big reason I put them up there, man. To me, he could be the ace under their sleeve, and so I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, I need to maybe ask some some Cruz Azul in the know what's going on with Paul. Yeah, I'm trying to look and see. Yep, I don't see him getting much time. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the outlook of the league. Of course, this weekend we have uh, the big Clásico. Uh, other other games are uh, well, we have the other Clásico. The I haven't heard too much about. We have the Clásico del Norte, Regio Montano, in the Tamalera. So two games on Saturday. That's going to be the first game in Monterrey, and then after that, will be the America Chivas game. Uh, Cruz Azul plays Pachuca as well. So that's that's a bunch of a bunch of good games going on on Saturday, Sunday. Pumas goes against uh, Santos, and then and then ending Sunday, uh, Veracruz takes on Toluca. So that's the game where we want to see how many goals. Like, there should be, like, uh, bets between teams or the Pacto de Caballeros should have, like, a competition. Like, whoever scores most goals against Veracruz during the, during the season, like, wins some type of prize. <laughs> wins some type of cup. Like, the cup de goleada or something like that. Picking on the little the little guy. Uh, Veracruz. They're... they're the the team in the lead, I think, is Nakaxa. They beat them seven zero. Actually, let's let's take a look. So yeah, that's coming up. That's those are the games coming up. But let's take a look real quick. Uh, the beatdowns by uh, Veracruz. Querétaro beat them five zero. Santos beat them five zero. Um, we could call it the Sharks, the Tuna Fish Cup. <laughs> the Tuna Fish Cup, whoever beats uh, Veracruz uh, by the most points. All right. That is Liga MX. I guess I could talk. Joel, you're probably busy uh, replying. I know uh, that our friend on Twitter... I am. Why? He replied and said the coach... I replied to him as well, but he, he said the coach who won us uh, every title... <laughs> The predictable Mati. But Mati wasn't a top coach when he came in. 
He hadn't yeah. really won anything in first division. He had what one? Did he win with Banfield too, or did he just get them promoted? He got them promoted. He won the second division. Well, I, winning the second division league or whatever gets you promoted. So that's what he did. Yeah, but this isn't it like two or three. I don't know. Teams like it's not just one team. It's like three teams that he won the league title. He said, said he won league title once again to be subsequently promoted. Uh, Sorry, is that in English? I would put it in Espanol. English sometimes has less. Has bollocks. This is Wikipedia also, so. <laughs> um, yeah, it does have him as, as winning the championship. So two two second division championships. That's that doesn't make you a top coach. Um, maybe top second division coach in Argentina, but not. You know, yeah, and was he was he also in demand? Like were other teams um, fighting for him? Was Chivas like? Um... No, he he wasn't. He was still in Banfield, and and then when Chivas made him the offer, mm-hmm. he's like, you know what, I'm leaving then because you know he was going to get more money. He wasn't even making that much. Yeah. All right. So I guess I can discuss real quick. Our uh, Jaime wants to talk about the. He wasn't able to make it because he's working, but the San Jose game. He went as a photographer. I went uh, as the press box, and I, and Elbow, our friend Elbow, was over there also. So I went and oh, sat with him right. during the second you half. Up with Colasso. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good game. Fierro, of course, and and Fabian were playing. I wrote a... Fierro has a bad boy. This is like his third game. Because even though he joined a while back, he he hasn't he wasn't playing. They were getting him back into shape. But yeah, you were telling me there's a lot of hate even for Fierro. The, yeah, even from a, the press. A lot of the fans. Huh? Well, fan, uh, Elbow even... was telling me some fans were yelling at him. But I was hearing a lot of like uh, negative comments from the press <laughs> that were sitting uh, alongside me, Dang. saying that he he just lack he's oh, lacking love. confidence. He, he that could be. That, not... that, I don't think that's talking shit, Chinkies. Come on. Well, no, they were, saying, they, were saying, they were saying they were saying they were they're criticizing every move he made. One guy was being nice and saying, "Well, he's not being play- he's not playing very well because he's lacking confidence," and and he they 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 have the impression, and it might be true, that he got. That he got kicked out of Chivas, like yeah, he's, he got kicked he's out been of a journeyman. Well, yeah, but like he, well, he wasn't kicked out of Querétaro. Uh, Chivas well, owned him. Okay, yeah, well, I'm just he was on own. Yeah, I'm just sort of saying like this: the he got bumped around. I guess we can say he, he, he won with yeah. Mexico, so he he was like a high prospect, right? Then he went with Chivas, didn't yeah, he really pan out. Stuff. Then he uh, then he sort of bounced to Querétaro, then he bounced to Cruz Azul, and then he bounced over to MLS. So it's like they, he, they automatically he think, come oh, back. he's lacking confidence. No, he came back to Chivas, and uh, Mati played him. Mati had him at Chivas. Yeah, I think his recent his recent stint was at Cruz Azul, no? Even I after think that. after, and and yeah, I know after. Mati Mati had him for, a, and they I think he won, he won another campeonato at Chivas. Uh, he would use him as a sub. I mean that. I think that's a big reason you have Matias and you have 
you know, el maestro en, en I guess they must have liked something in Fierro. But I, I agree a lot with the whole lacking confidence. I do think going from top prospect to being, you know, bumped around, turning into a journeyman, I, I do think you could chip away. Yeah. But there is definitely talent there. This guy just needs to, I don't know, man. Well, the, the know, way I saw his play. Come to a realization and say, if I don't give it my all, Oh, I think Pretty he does. soon no team is going to want me, huh? I think he does give it his all. Like, that's that's one of the comments I heard specifically in the press box. Um, pretty much saying, you can you can try your best. You can you can give it your all. But if it still doesn't result in good play, then it doesn't really, it's not really useful. Like, you can hustle and you could run like crazy and do all yeah. this stuff. But if you're, not resu- if you're not producing for the team, then you're not really... You're not really useful, and and when I saw him playing, I mean, he was on the right side. He was making some good cuts, um, and he had some like two good shots. He could have scored a goal, but he they got blocked. Um, the problem is when the defense is established and sitting back, his, his speed is like not there. He has to cut back, and when he cuts back, it's his left foot. He's not left footed, so it's sort of like uh, you know how like Chucky can get. Um, sort of slow down in games if, if teams are bunkering and he can't use his speed. You need somebody who can cut back and who can score like off their opposite foot. And sometimes they move Chucky to the left or like if it was a Carlos Bella and he's playing playing on the right, he cuts back and he has his left foot right there. Um, so that was the that was a problem. Like his passes with his left foot and some of his crosses were like uh, to to the opposing players. They weren't on target. Um so yeah, that was uh, that was my impression of Fierro. Uh, Fabian, he was like playing midfield. He was at number ten. Um, he was sort of playing back, sort of not really up front on on offense. But he was, he, you can tell he was dangerous. If he had any opportunity to take a long range shot, it was gonna be it was gonna be dangerous. He just didn't have a he just have the ball a lot. He didn't it didn't seem like he called for it and he demanded the ball all the time. So. It was a it was a fun time. Fabian at the end of the game uh, gave. And his, what was the score, Chiki? You you don't. It was uh, two to two to one. Uh, Philadelphia won, and that was like there was some horrific, horrific refereeing, man. There was penalty overturned. There was, I think, a goal uh, a goal overturned. They pretty much changed the whole result of the. Of the match through uh, through the VAR, the ref had to go through the VAR and and made all kinds of changes where I didn't even see what was what what, what they were doing. There were some offside calls that were just totally crazy. Um, but yeah, they, uh, it looked like San Jose was going to take the win, but the ref called some things back, and then all of a sudden, uh, Philadelphia takes it. So. It was a, it was fun, pretty exciting. The uh, Fabian gave away a shirt to some fans. He was signing autographs and stuff. They kept demanding for like something from him, and so he took off his shorts as well, threw them into the, <laughs> he took off all his clothes, threw them into the, at the fans. So he was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool seeing how he was wanting. He he went above and beyond to please the, to please his fans, and they were yelling Chivas and all this stuff, wanting him to come back to Chivas. 
uh, we did also notice he had some, uh, I think it was Fiedro, there were some there were some ladies and some kids waiting for the players. I think it was Fiedro, it might have been Fiedro's either girlfriend or wife, I don't know what his situation is. Um, they were out there with uh, San Jose jerseys waiting for the players. And uh, Fabian was saying hello to them and stuff. That's when he gave away his shirt and then his underwear. I mean, not his underwear, his shorts. Yeah, his shorts. That was before he was talking. I don't know, it might have been afterwards, I forget. He was talking to them. Uh, I don't know who, who they were. They were just, they seemed like family members of the San Jose players. It might have been Fierro's family or something. That's what I suspect, but. Uh, yeah, uh, Jaime got some good pictures that I'm gonna post to the. Uh, I post some of them on the on the website. I post some more, uh, like a gallery of the pictures. So so yeah. Any uh, any other any other topics? Uh, I guess we got to get your prediction for this uh, Clásico. Chivas America, what's oh. your, uh, let me hear your passion. I don't know, man. <laughs> we do have that old adage, técnico que debuta gana. Oh, yeah. Who knows, man? And, and like you said, Ame hasn't been playing too good. Uh, so, say winnable, yes, it is. But I don't know what's going on in the Chiva locker room, man. And it's just, I don't know. I, I was disappointed that the only player that, owned up to all the all the mistakes it was Pollito Briseño or Pollazo depending who you talk to mm. which is I read something funny that Pollo has celebrated more tacos at Chivas than he has wins and that was kind of damn kind of savage but true uh, and, and I, I, <laughs> so I think <laughs> so yeah, so I was disappointed, man. Like, like Pulido, I'm expecting some of these guys, even like trophies, to be like, yo, you know, this was on us. Nope, nothing. Just, just nobody said anything. Uh, the one guy that was gonna get scheduled to talk was Briseño. And, um, not Briseño, I mean, uh, Brizuela. Brizuela was gonna, was gonna go give a presser and they must have, I don't know if he did, they probably told him not to. You know, we don't want we don't want this to get the big thing I reveal. So I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, my mind tells me a tie. Yeah, I could see that. I could see a tie going in. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick America to win it. I'm gonna go with the easy. <coughs> easy win plus I'm I'm rustled because I like seeing Thomas boy I like his dances I like his craziness so uh, but we might we might see him back on picante though we're gonna see him back on, on TV <laughs> I don't know man aren't they full they didn't get in it's not like if it does maybe like a year from now I don't know. when uh you know like maybe someone they, leaves. they rotate they do rotaciones so they might have him in they for a little take bit when the JCO route yeah. They do do rotaciones. It could be on the B team. Yeah. And kick out Huerta or Pietra Santa or whatever those guys are. Yeah. 
Vicky with Alvaro Morales. Uh, yeah. All right, man. I think that covers it all. You have any last things? Nope. Just to my chi hermanos, let's keep a lookout for if there's any truth to the rumor of Carlos Huerta. Uh, you know, because that could be the guy that he'll be the new Higuera. He'll be the guy running the show for Chivas. Uh, so that's one thing to keep to keep an eye out on. And I don't know, man. And also to the Chi hermanos, you know, stop being so harsh on the coaches. A lot of this is the directiva. And you don't want to be stuck in that same cycle of blaming the coach and then they bring someone else. And then you think the directiva is doing their job. When in reality, they're the ones, you know, to blame. To me, it's they're, they're, they play a bigger role than any coach you bring in that could move some of the players around. Yeah, I do like how Rigo was saying that he didn't agree with the, the change in coach. He wanted uh, Tomas Boy to have uh, the rest of the season. And then he criticized Tena being a, like, is he even a, a better replacement? Are we do, making a, a step forward or a step backward? So Rigo said this, the, the same yeah. Rigo that never yeah, our, liked the boy. Our, home, our homie Rigo. So I, I, I might have gotten through to him. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I might have I like finally that. gotten through to him. No, well, this is the thing. You don't have to like boy, but you at least want him to finish. And then you take your time and find him a proper replacement and at least it, the club you have that image of like you're going to get a chance you know to to play this out and you're not just going to co-sign here and just all these mistakes we're making and then when shit hits the fan you're going to take all the blame and we're going to kick you out the back door because that's, that's basically what's happening you got all these coaches that came in like Cardoxo and, and Boy and others have come in into a bad situation, and then they just make you look bad. Even when Chepo came in, um, he came during the whole rele- team was already in relegation, and he had that one good season when they reached semifinals. But then they wanted to get rid of him. The team was still in relegation, so they were saying that he had the team in relegation. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> are, are we gonna forget all all of this madre you made before him? But so that happens, man, and it's it's surprising to me how fans kind of forget they lose track, and then they'll just say, "Oh, well, this guy's trash," or "This guy's trash," and that's that's why we suck. It's like, well, it's not that simple, you know. Boy wasn't really in charge of transfers. Boy didn't request um, Oribe, you know. Mm-hmm. That was all he had. He, aside from Briseño, because because I know he had worked with him. I don't think he got any other player he requested. He didn't schedule the preseason. I mean, so much stuff that it's like you're blaming. He's taking all the blame now. So that's the thing, Directiva. We have to. What is Amari doing? Is he even? Is he even calling the shots? Uh, is Varela? He's the GM. He's being called a puppet. You know what is he doing? Because he didn't sack. Boy, they just had their, you know, I don't know if you remember, Chiki, that was a big meeting, and everyone was like, oh, boy's going to get sacked. 
but then nothing happened till the next day. So, I mean, it could have very well happened that, you know, but I was like, hey, it's, it's, you know, don't worry, you got you got to the Classico. And then someone else made the cons like, hey, you're out. Yeah, that, that Pachuca loss was bad, though. It was, but but if you even if you listen to a lot of the like the different shows, Picante and the different shows that are there, everyone agreed that the players pretty much threw that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about like threw it as and gave up, but they definitely. I just remember that Villarpando, like he he tried to fake a foul and stuff. Or he just like totally slipped, <laughs> made a fool of himself. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they how they recover as a as a players as teams as a team, and then under the new coach. Yeah. Alrighty, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, Joel. Always. Get, get and you said there might be a podcast on Sunday with John. Uh. Well, he John replied, so I think he's going to be traveling, so that might be difficult. But oh, we'll there might not be then. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I, I sort not. of reached, I sort of tried to reach out and see what was the status, and he said that he's traveling between gigs or something. So, okay, no worries, no worries. All right, so enjoy the weekend of foot action and stuff, and uh, we will go out with a. Uh, a little tune here thanks to all the listeners i'm gonna put this on uh on the audio podcast on itunes and everywhere else thanks for joining the cantina and we'll see you guys later <laughs> <laughs>